Well, hello there. This is KJZZ's Sun Up. It is your daily news update from here in Phoenix on our state and region. Good day to you. I'm Phil Latzman. This podcast we present to you as a daily digest of the news events here in Arizona from our KJZZ news team. It is Tuesday, the 20th of February, the first day of the work week for some of you. Welcome. And if not, let's embrace the Tuesday and get on with it. The University of Arizona no longer recognizing a campus fraternity after concluding an investigation into hazing allegations. Jill Ryan has details. This is not the first time Pi Kappa Phi has lost its standing at U of A, according to an associate dean of students. Beta Theta, which is the fraternity's chapter name, was on probation prior to receiving the loss of recognition. So it now cannot access university facilities, equipment, services, and support. The most recent investigation found Pi Kappa Phi violated the university code of conduct in areas related to alcohol, underage drinking, endangerment, hazing, and violations of state or federal law. The fraternity is sanctioned through May 2029. Jill Ryan, KJZZ News, Phoenix. The Arizona Board of Nursing says Arizona ranks among the top five states with the most severe health care staffing shortages. Dr. Sherry Palmieri is vice president of the Arizona Nurses Association. She says the group is making an effort to put a dent in the nearly 20 percent of nurses who quit in the first year. We are putting programs in place to have transition to practice where new nurses are supported with mentors and formal onboarding programs that will support them during their first year. Paul Mary says those efforts and $90 million the legislature approved for nursing programs could start to bear fruit as more students graduate. A rule resetting how the National Labor Relations Board determines if a company has to negotiate with workers in franchise locations is scheduled to take effect next Monday. A franchisee with stores in Tucson is hoping Congress will act to keep the current rule made during the Trump administration. Matthew Casey reports. Wes Snyder is an accountant who owns a handful of Fast Signs franchises, including two stores in Tucson. Some of his Arizona employees have earned a stake in the franchise. Snyder says future staff cannot be as successful if government action makes him into a middle manager for a conglomerate. My entire team is just employees of a larger company. That's what this joint employer rule kind of looks like to me. The National Labor Relations Board determines if a company and franchises are a joint employer. The board says the pending analysis standard is driven by whether a company has power to control at least one essential condition of employment for franchise workers. Matthew Casey, KJZZ News, Phoenix. The CDC estimates more than 300,000 people get valley fever in the Southwest every year, but the majority who have it don't even know they do. Kirsten Dorman reports on a recent study that sheds new light on how the fungus spores that trigger the infection spread. Dr. Dave Engelthaler was part of that study. He and other scientists looked at information gathered by air filters in some of the country's biggest cities. And using these air filters, we can look at when the valley fever fungus, what we call coxie, shows up in the air, where it shows up, for how long. They found that when soil containing the fungus is disturbed, that's when the spread really happens. And we think that happens on a much more local level than, say, for instance, a giant dust storm blowing through and pushing the fungus up into the air. Engelthaler told KJZZ's The Show that more work is being done to understand and use the data. Kirsten Dorman, KJZZ News, Phoenix. 
During a tumultuous time, the University of Arizona has named Desiree Reed Francois as its new athletic director. She'll replace Dave Hickey, who was fired in January amid department financial issues, and those troubles extend to the university as a whole. Zachary Ziegler has details. In a video message, UA President Robert Robbins stressed Reed Francois' acumen with finances and fundraising. Desiree also knows how to lead a modern athletics department efficiently and effectively, balancing budgets and increasing philanthropic support along the way. And importantly, she is respected nationally for her passionate commitment to supporting student-athletes. Robbins mentioned that Reed Francois secured the largest gift in the history of her current employer, University of Missouri Athletics. Arizona Athletics has yet to fully repay the $55 million it borrowed from the university during the COVID-19 pandemic. Reed Francois is an alumna of the UA College of Law and ran athletics for Missouri and the University of Nevada, Las Vegas before that. That is Zachary Ziegler reporting from Tucson. On a party-line vote, state senators in Arizona have advanced a bill that would reduce the amount of fentanyl needed for criminal prosecution from nine grams down to just one pill. Bill sponsor Republican Justine Watsack says the law's tolerance level is too high given how little it takes for fentanyl to be lethal. It's criminal to do these drugs, and when they have the drugs, then they're passing them on to other people. One pill kills, so we need a one-pill bill. But opponents, including the ACLU of Arizona, say the bill will only harm the community by putting more people in jail and wasting taxpayer dollars. Kara Williams, who says she suffers from addiction, testified before the Senate Judiciary Committee. I spent five years in prison for substance abuse. It did nothing for me. There is no treatment in prison. This bill is going to do nothing but send the addicts to prison. It's not going to send the dealers. It's going to send the addicts. The DEA has a one-pill-can-kill campaign highlighting the dangers of fentanyl. The agency says seven out of every ten pills seized has a lethal dose. A state House committee passed a bill that would impose a new $135 annual registration fee for electric vehicles. It aims to make up for the money that would go to state coffers to repair roads if EV drivers did pay gasoline taxes. Republican Representative Travis Grantham says he plans to vote for it. I actually believe there's still a wear and tear issue on our roads. I believe that we have to fund our roads. I believe that we have a responsibility to continuously upkeep our infrastructure. Governor Katie Hobbs has previously indicated supporting legislation that would compensate for what EV drivers don't pay but has not proposed any plans of her own. Email was the favorite contact method used by scammers last year. But as Christine Astis reports from our business desk, regular mail still remains popular. The Federal Trade Commission says government impersonators are mailing fake notices to small business owners. They're making up agency names by including words like United States, trademark, and business regulation. The letters claim it's time to register or renew a license or trademark and direct people to a website that asks for personal information, like Social Security and credit card numbers. The FTC advises not using any websites or phone numbers listed in the fake letters. People can visit USA.gov to verify names and contact information for federal, state, and local government agencies. Imposter scams cost victims close to $3 billion last year. Christina Estes, KJZZ News, Phoenix. Personal services, including health and beauty, child and pet-related sectors, are expected to be among the fastest-growing industries for franchises this year. The International Franchise Association lists Arizona eighth among states for growth. The group's president, Matt Howler, says it's not only due to increasing population. 
Arizona is a very pro-franchising state uh, from a regulatory standpoint. Arizona is not a state that further regulates above and beyond uh, what the Federal Trade Commission's disclosure laws require. According to the association's data, Arizona has more than 18,000 franchises and is estimated to add another 400 this year. A state House committee passed a bill that would require ADOT to create a driving course that proves to be effective in reducing vehicle collisions. The proposed four-hour course would be required to qualify for a graduated driver's license for the first time. Democratic Representative Jevin Hodge voted for the bill but was concerned about the price tag for low-income families. If we're mandating something that that they can't afford, then what are we going to do, right? Especially if there's a penalty associated with it or if it prevents them from getting their license. Fees for the proposed class have not been finalized. In sports hockey, the Coyotes' season-long losing streaks now 10 in a row. Edmonton scored four times in the third period last night in Tempe, and the Oilers hand them their latest defeat, 6-3. Yotes had a 3-2 lead in the game, and Nick Bukestad scored twice in a losing cause. Basketball, Suns off till Thursday. They'll return from the All-Star break in Dallas against the Mavericks. College Hoops, University of Arizona extends men's basketball coach Tommy Lloyd's contract through 2029. And that does it for this edition of KJZZ's Sun Up, Arizona's morning news podcast this Tuesday, February the 20th. I'm Phil Latzman. Thanks so much for being with us. And we, of course, will do this again for you tomorrow.